0: Manimal here. It's Saturday, October 28th. And today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I were way too excited to wait until Monday to talk about world series game one. So we're doing it right now. So join us today. Texas Rangers with the boys.
1: Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev. And I want to welcome you to a special bonus episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, because last night the Texas Rangers had the most dramatic win of their season. And one of the most dramatic wins in the history of Texas Rangers baseball as they, we they beat the Arizona diamondbacks at home in dramatic fashion. We are going to talk about that game today, but first, let me tell you where you can find me on social media, Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com.
0: Hey guys, that's just one word.
1: Just one word. And joining me today, my two co-hosts, the 25-pound manimal, Baron, who has no social media to speak of, but he's hanging with us. And my normal co-host, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull, who actually was doing laps around the city of Eulis last night after that Adolis Garcia home run. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on socials?
0: Well, it was technically the city of Bedford, but, you know, that H-E-B all gets mixed in together sometimes, <laughs> and uh, people forget that uh, Bedford and Uless and Hurst are all different cities, but that's okay. Um, I still made it all the way down Harwood and back several times <laughs> to um, make sure and point out the fact that the Rangers... Got a big win last night. They walked it off. They. Uh, I saw something right before that they walked it off that uh, um, if there's a walk-off in the World Series, they're going to donate a bunch of money to the Jackie Robinson Foundation. And uh, the Rangers got them started with that right off the bat. And so, mm. uh, huge huge thing for the rangers man that was a huge game for the th- for the for the team the franchise the fan base everybody the city of dallas the city of fort worth the city of arlington and every one of these thoroughbird thoroughfares in between we really we really had a good night last night in texas uh and even this rain here this morning can't uh can't keep us from having a good day because the rangers won game one of the world series in the most dramatic fashion that i could think could possibly happen and uh, we're going to talk about it on a saturday morning when we don't normally come on here and talk about things so uh you know lots of excitement going on but before we get too excitable i gotta let everybody know on twitter they or x they can find me at Manimal Bull Instagram Manimal three hundred and both Facebook and TikTok at Bull Pro. So let's start talking Rangers baseball because it's as exciting a time as any to talk Ranger baseball.
1: Yeah, man. Like, um, I mean, man, that was maybe if not the best baseball game I've ever watched. You know, at least top three. Um, especially obviously being a Rangers fan and all that. It had has a lot to do with that. But I mean, just what a great game. Both teams played fantastic. No one wanted to give up that game one. No one. Like, no. both teams were were playing the best baseball they could. And, you know, um, hats off to, to Arizona because they are a good team. They're a classy team. Um, you know, it looks like this World Series is going to be a completely opposite um, – type of vibe that we had in that Houston series. It looks like the fan bases are, are, are going to probably be really respectful of each other. It looks like the uh, teams are going to be really respectful of each other. And, man, we're just – I'm just wanting to see some good baseball. And, and if game one is indicative of that, uh, it, this could be a World Series for the ages.
0: Yeah, I mean – you, you know, as much as I want to say Rangers and four, I know that that ain't going to be the case. And I know that uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are not going to go away. Uh, they did the things that we talked about that they that the Rangers couldn't let them do. Uh, and and, you know, I mean, we talked about that stealing bases and, and keeping guys from moving. They stole four bases last night. Um, they, they got guys in running. They got Runners on, they got runners over until really the late innings, the, and then the Rangers bullpen kind of really took off. I thought John Gray was excellent.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, John, what an addition. I thought
0: John Gray was really good for a guy who hadn't pitched. I mean, that that performance tonight might have gotten him a game for start. You might be right.
1: I mean, his, his, um, I,
0: you knew he was going to play a was role. 97, the slider was 91. I mean, he was, he was working up and down. He was, I mean, he was in the strike zone, anything that wasn't, wasn't in the strike zone. You could kind of tell that he was working towards not having that in the strike zone. He got ahead of hitters. I mean, that was the stuff that, you know, you gave John Gray that three-year contract for.
1: Hey, and and honestly, we're we're not, we're not picky about what, about what, what we get out of the players. We're just picky that we get what we're paying for. And uh, John Gray gave us every bit of that um, um, last night. And yeah, four Ks in the an inning and a third, and uh, just not a lot you can say. And then, and I, I mean, I know Evaldi got touched up a little bit, but um, you know, eight Ks is not a bad uh, not a bad line. And Arizona, man, yeah. what's funny is is they weren't they they didn't steal bases this way all off season. It's only been recently that they realized I think that like nobody can stop them. I mean, they're well, just uh,
0: yeah. I think they get into the regular season and they they start. I mean, in the regular season, they stole bases, don't get me wrong. And I saw somewhere where uh, Geraldo Perdoma or Geraldo Perdoma, the shortstop, he has 14 sacrifice bunts on the season. I mean, like, you could take the bottom half of the league and add them all up, and they don't have 14 sacrifice bunts on the season. And he's good at it, man.
1: You saw that bunt last night, and that was –
0: yeah, that and, and, man, that, that kid's a really good player. They're going to have some issues here coming up when Jordan Lawler's ready to play every day because they're going to have to find a spot for Geraldo Perdomo or 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 send him away for something because that kid is something talented, and you don't want to just let him walk away and, and and lose his spot to Jordan Lawler because, I mean, like, that kid, he's got something. He's been a big catalyst for them out of their nine-hole all season.
1: Mm, and And the Rangers... The Rangers are going to have no shortage of decisions to make uh, in their their offseason as well. But heck, let's let's uh, let's stick to this game here and see uh, and and just kind of really kind of go over it with a fine tooth comb. Um, you know, Nate Ivaldi started the game for the Rangers. Both teams got on the board right off the bat. Um, and and I'm sorry, Rangers got off, got on the board right off the bat. Arizona, what they've done all year long, battled back. And really going into the fourth inning, we were already tied up 3-3, and both of these frontline starting pitchers had given up more runs uh, than they were used to giving up all year.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, the the lead – the or not the leadoff walk, but the, the walk to Corey Seager in the first inning killed Gallon because uh, Carter got him right behind it. And then, uh, you know, Dallas Garcia just does what Dallas Garcia does right there and, and drives in uh, – evan carter to get the a couple of runs and then um you know those two runs right there you know that's a that's a good start for the rangers uh the evaldi's rolling. he threw six hitters he has five four strikeouts and and he's got a clean inning and and uh then in the third inning you know it all started with a, a little infield hit like we were talking about that uh that that prowess of getting on base and being able to to get uh uh little things to happen you know and and that was kind of what happened there Alec Thomas beats out a little chopper over the mound Seeger made a really nice play on it just didn't have a real chance at getting Alec Thomas and then you got a, a a big single from Evan Longoria who you know I mean that guy's a that guy's a go getter man he's been in this league a long time and there's a reason why he's still uh heavy into somebody's uh, lineup and, and getting getting hits for a, a, a World Series caliber team. And that's who Evan Longoria has been basically for the better part of 20 years now. And uh, uh-huh. he gets him a single. That moves Alec <laughs> Thomas second. And and they did just what we were talking about. Geraldo <laughs> Perdoma puts down the bunt. He gets him over second and third, one out. Uh, uh, not a very good 0 2 pitch to Corbin Carroll, if, if you ask me. Uh-huh. Uh, you know? I mean I know what he was trying to do it was a it was a splitter at the bottom of the zone but it didn't get down far enough in my opinion on that but Oh you know, yeah yeah no big, you're talking about no the, big uh, deal yeah the Corbin yeah, Carroll I play. felt like
1: he had uh I felt like he had Carroll there I felt like he had it right where he wanted it but like you said I felt like he left that splitter um, just left it
0: out, left it out there. And just I thought that's a bit up. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that much up. I mean, it was at the very bottom of the strike zone, but it was just up, but up enough for Corbin Carroll to get to it. That ties the game up. Uh, they try and throw Corbin Carroll out at the plate on a hard ball hit back to Nathaniel low, but his, his throw was a little bit up to the third base side and that allowed uh, Carroll to sneak by Jonah Heim to get the, the lead back. And uh, they were able to get Gabriel Moreno, who they got him pretty much all night, and the same thing with Christian Walker. Uh, those two guys right there, uh, they didn't do the uh, Diamondbacks top of the order a whole lot of uh, justice on the back half of that thing.
1: And I, and I hate, I hate to say, I called it, but dadgum Tommy Pham is a Ranger killer, dude.
0: Like, I feel like, every, one, a a like every, time.
1: every time I watch him. Every time he has a freaking good game against the Rangers, dude. Well, like... and that
0: was such a killer too, because right there in that bottom half of the third, the Rangers scratched that run. You know mm-hmm. uh, they, and it all started again. Corey Seager walk, Evan Carter double, and then Garcia takes a really really nice walk there, uh, with two outs in the in the bottom half of the third inning. And and then same thing with Mitch Garver, he fouled off some really good pitches and made Zach Gallen work. And if you want to take a look back at the uh, the inning that kept Zach Gallen from going deeper in the ball game, it was definitely this half inning right here in the bottom of the third. I know they only got the one out of it on the Mitch Garver RBI walk, but the idea that they were they were able to get um, um, Zach Gallen to throw. Thirty plus pitches that inning that was able to get them to a position where they were going to be in that Diamondbacks bullpen probably by the sixth inning, and then uh, top of the fourth you needed that shutdown inning and Tommy Pham got him. Yeah, yeah, you know what Tommy else? Pham, he's a, he does that.
1: No, he does that. You know what else I find? What, what we talked about off air too, or talked about before the series that uh, that these teams have in common is they're going to wear they're going to wear the pitcher out on the pitch count. And both teams did that to the starting pitching Um, Arizona, man. They, they, they like them and the Rangers have a lot of things in common and then they, they have a lot of things they do different to get really kind of the same, the same result. And uh, yeah, we
0: were talking about that uh, yesterday on the show when we were previewing things was how, uh, you know, with two outs, both these teams do real big damage with a lot of, or do a lot of damage with two outs and that, no different, no different uh, today or last night. You know, I mean, they the, most of the uh, Diamondbacks, their, their damage came with two outs and the Rangers, the same thing. They got to them. They got that two out run in the bottom of the third. They got that two out run, those two out runs in the top half of the first. So it was just like one of those things where they were able to, to you know, produce runs late in the game.
1: Yeah. And a little were... World Series
0: history happened in the top uh-huh. half of the fifth. Oh,
1: really? What? What? Tell tell us all about it.
0: Well, with a uh, with a one out, Cattell Marte double. Cattell Marte matches the longest hitting streak to start a postseason career of all time at seventeen. And the way Cattell Marte is hitting right now, there's a pretty good chance he probably breaks that thing tonight.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, uh, another big record happened um, yesterday as well, or I guess, I don't know if it's a record or you call it a moment. Oh, I
0: know, uh, are you talking about the RBI?
1: Well, I was actually going to say that um, Evan Carter did something that only Mickey Mantle has done.
0: Start up. De- yeah. Started a World Series game in the three hole under twenty one or the second youngest. Yeah, and, he, and
1: I think the hit there. that he, the double that he got, did something too. I could, I forgot the, what the uh, stats.
0: I, I think he's gotten on base every postseason game so far as a, as a rookie.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah. A lot. Uh, there's, there's been, been lots, lots of history
0: hikes. going on because I was going to get to a little history in the eleventh inning too. Whenever we talk about what happened there. Okay. Well. Because. Um. Cause, uh, well, um after, after, uh, after the uh, Garcia home run, he broke the all-time RBI record.
1: Oh, yeah. The that, and he was just an RBI. All right. I, I want to ask a favor. I'm going to ask a favor. So Rangers go. This is one of my favorite things that, that we do on the show, and we haven't gotten to do it in a while. So, um, But we're, we're here, and I'm going to make a request. So, like, going into the ninth inning, going to the bottom of the ninth, Rangers are down five to three. Um, and from the, from the ninth inning to the 11th inning, it was about the most butt clenching, uh, baseball that you could, that that we played all year long. So do us a favor and why don't you give us the play by play, which you haven't done in a while, uh, of that ninth inning and of that 11th inning, or really just from the ninth to the 11th, just because I want to relive it, man. Like what a freaking moment.
0: Let's start in that top of the ninth, right? Because the, the Rangers just had a chance against Ginkle. They lost their catcher, which comes back to Honda a little bit when Austin Hedges takes over for, jo- uh, for Jonah Hyde. Yeah, because you were thinking, hey, if we could get this run right here, you know, you're not thinking about, you're thinking about Austin Hedges. Uh, you know, catching a half inning and not having to take it at bat. So that was a big moment in the game. And uh, uh, John Gray, dude, John Gray was really good. He he struck out – I think he struck out every batter he faced, right? Like, I mean, he gave up a single uh, to Lourdes Guriel when he tried to go back in on him. But Mm -hmm. overall, I mean, he struck out four batters in five that he faced. And, Mm -hmm. dude, I mean, you got to think in that top of the ninth whenever – the Rangers go to jo- to Will Smith, you're thinking, oh, man. I mean, I know they're trying to keep in this game. I know they're trying to turn Perdomo over and let him hit from the right side where he's not as good a hitter, and they want to get him an opportunity to pitch to Corbin Carroll. He got right. Perdomo pretty easily. He got a little ground ball to Josh Young. Josh Young throws him out over at first base. Now, Corbin Carroll hit a ball that – it made me think of Game Six of the St. the St. Louis Rangers Super or uh, World Series from 2011, where mm-hmm. Freeze hit that ball up over, over Deli uh, Cruz's head. But right, the difference right.
1: is, Adolis Garcia
0: is a Gold Glover out there.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the big yeah. difference. That was the only yep. difference. I mean, Woo. Garcia makes that play because, I mean, he's just a stout defender. He got back on that ball, made a really acrobatic catch, and sent the Rangers to the bottom of the ninth. And now that was – I feel like that was some momentum shifting because the Rangers were – they sent out a guy that they didn't 100% sure know that he was going to get those outs in Will Smith. And then he gets those outs. He gets a, a tremendous play by both Josh Young and Corbin Carroll. Because Perdomo's a fast guy, and he's got to cut that ball off in front of Seeger and get that ball over to first base. And then the nice catch from, from a Garcia in the, right, in the in right field in the ninth inning. That takes us over to the bottom of the ninth. And Paul Seawald has been, I mean, perfect in the playoffs so far. Six uh, save opportunities, six uh, saves. The, right. um, they're moving guys around. And, I mean, he didn't throw one pitch that was even close to the plate On uh, on, Leonis or Leodi Tavares, right? Yeah. Uh, The first pitch he got a called strike, but that was one of the worst pitches he threw in the hole at bat.
1: Yeah. I mean, because DJ
0: Rayburn was awful last night behind the plate. Um, unexcusable some of the strike calls he had last night. Uh, just just awful. But yeah, you know we knew that was going to
1: happen. We knew that. We knew that was that's what happens
0: when you put the seventieth out of. 95 umpires in the world series behind the plate for game one so we got that for game seven too if it gets there but let's hope that doesn't happen but anyways that leodi Tavares walk right there was huge yeah it gets you your base runner it gets you the tying run it gets you to the point where you need to be al marcus Simmon, he chased a little bit there trying to do a little too much and he's been pressing in this offseason or this postseason and you can tell uh-huh Corey seager and man, I mean, first pitch up in the zone trying to sneak a fastball by the best fastball hitter in Major League Baseball. What like, it's are you not doing? even really that close? Like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know if you were watching the postgame show with Big Poppy and A Rod and Jeter, but Big Poppy just, said it best, man. I mean, you pitched around Tavares, you pitched carefully to Tavares, you worked around Simeon. And then you throw a cookie to the cookie monster.
1: Yeah, dude. What? Man, that's
0: basically it. I mean, that was—I mean—that was about as well said as you could possibly say it. And you know, Big Poppy. I mean, he doesn't say a lot of things that are, that are, <laughs> you know, yeah. something that for the Rangers. So when he's got some compliments to talk about the Rangers, we like to take them. And and I mean, I feel like that's like that was a moonshot. That oh, like, was an absolute like,
1: bomb, dude. Absolutely. And that was, that was
0: crushed that that's who Corey Seager is in the world series for anybody that was wondering uh that's been his MO in the world series his whole career. Uh Dude's just a, a fabulous, fabulous hitter. And hey, before there was no you go pressure on, on I'm him. Gonna make a
1: call. I'm going to make a call before you go on. Uh, Cause you got more to talk about. You got more to cover. And I'm, I want to, I, I, I love this. I love listening to this. So, I'm going to make a call. You know, I like to make predictions. I'm going to say that Marcus Simeon, before this is said and done, is going to have moments in this World Series, if we win it, that we wouldn't have won it without him. And I'm not just talking about in the field, because we know he, he already has made some amazing – he made some great plays just last night. But I'm talking about – That play he play, made up the middle. <laughs> unbelievable. No, I, I, if he doesn't win the gold glove, then it's kind of a sham. But um, I kind you of feel, know, feel like called. he should get a platinum glove. <laughs> but I'm making the call right now. You heard it. You're going to hear it here first. That I think that Marcus Simeon is going to have a moment. His moment in this World Series is going to happen. He's going to have it um, at the plate and he's going to redeem himself. Uh, whether his the numbers may not show it, but I just, I'm making the call right now that Simeon, Simeon's been pressing hard for, for a while now. And I'm just going to tell you, he's going to get his redemption. I don't know where it's going to be, but uh, I can promise you that we're not going to win this series without his bat. And he's going to, he's going to get it. He's going to get his before it's all said and done. And you heard it here from uh, your boy, Kev, but carry on.
0: Okay. Well, uh, I don't disagree. I felt like he hit the ball hard in the 11th there or the 10th or whatever bottom of the 10th. I thought he hit Mm -hmm. the ball hard. So, you're seeing good things. He hit the ball hard all night. He had a ball up the alley that got kind of robbed. Uh, so I thought I thought Marcus Simeon's at bats outside of that one in the tenth or the ninth inning they were pretty good. Uh, in the in the bottom half of the ninth after uh, after the home run, uh, they got Evan Carter swinging, but mm-hmm. Adalis Garcia two out hit by pitch looked like it was an awful spot that he got hit by, but uh, I don't think even if he did have a broken hand, you're getting Dallas Garcia out of this Uh-oh. series. Um, but Garcia stole second. Like, first pitch just took off. And I don't know that if he realized that uh, when he stole second base, that opened up the idea that Austin Hedges was going to have to hit. <laughs> I, think, I think hindsight, they might want to have given Garver an opportunity to get something in an alley or in, in a corner, and Garcia score that way. But good aggressive base <laughs> running right there, get himself into scoring position. They walk like it Garver. Like, a it.
1: like a, I felt like it almost felt like a show up, like like a showing up, like a like uh, yeah,
0: yeah, you hit me, I'm going to take second base.
1: Yeah, or, or just like oh, we can steal too. <laughs>
0: Well, and 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 that, and then it was like Tori Lovello said, "Oh, okay. Well, you can steal some bases, but we're going to put your bopper on, and now you got to you got to hit with your third string catcher right here." So it was a little bit of gamesmanship from both teams, I thought. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Austin Hedges basically looked like a guy who hadn't swung a bat in a game situation since what September sixth, or the last time he played, or last time he hit, because I think the last yeah. time he played, he might have like been uh, pitching, like. But
1: let's also be honest. I mean, Austin Hedges is not known for his uh, for his prowess with the bat, anyway.
0: No, no, never has been. Like, I mean, it was kind of the idea that like Austin Hedges would be a starter in the big leagues if he could hit two fifteen. Yeah, he's that that good. He's
1: that good behind the plate.
0: The, the top half of the 10th there, yeah, he is. He's really good behind the plate. And you saw it a lot late in that game. He was getting strike calls that weren't really strikes. And the same thing with Chris uh, Gabriel Moreno. Those guys both got strike calls that weren't really strikes. And I don't know how much of that was Rayburn's strike zone and how much of that was uh, equated to the, the catcher doing, the, doing his thing. But in that top half of the 10th, the Rangers do the right thing. They bring in LeClerc looking for the shutdown inning to walk it off. And Leclerc was really good. I don't think he threw but a handful of pitches in the whole inning. Uh, Very stress free. uh, He got Carroll, Marte, and Moreno fairly easily. And then uh, uh, I'm sorry, he got, uh, uh, I lost my spot. I lost my spot there real uh-oh, quick. Uh-oh, you know how so- you, you know how it goes. You know how it goes, but he got uh, Marte Moreno and Walker fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to throw a ton of pitches, pretty stress-free. And then uh bottom of the 10th, the uh the um Diamondbacks go to Kyle Nelson who's a left-hander out of the bullpen. Um, they get the leadoff walk from Nathaniel Lowe, who started 0-2, mm-hmm. worked his way back in, made a nice at-bat to get a 3-2 walk there. And then uh, Young uh, grounds into a double play right behind it. Uh, Tavares walks right behind that. And Simeon singles. And you're looking at uh, Corey Seager up with two outs. And mm. it, it's kind of scary time for Arizona. But, uh, but uh, Nelson makes a really good pitch gets Corey Seager to ground out to second base. And uh, we're on to the 11th. The Rangers stick with with uh, Jose LeClerc, and he, uh, mm-hmm. he rewards them in the bottom half of the – or in the top half of the 11th. He gets Fam, strikes out Guriel, and gets a pop-up on the infield from uh, Alec Thomas, who had been a thorn in their side all night. So good to see him get him. And bottom half of the 11th. Uh, they leave Nelson out there to get Evan Carter because, well, you know, Evan Carter struggled against lefties. And if there's one flaw in his game right now, it's it's hitting against left-handed pitchers. And yep. uh, once they get him, they go to uh, Miguel Castro. And Miguel Castro, uh, inconceivably on 3-1, throws a pitch anywhere close to the strike zone. Yeah. And, I mean – Like I I know a lot of people were trying to get the poetic justice on Garcia being a Cardinal, breaking the Cardinals record or, or breaking a Cardinals record for the RBI right here. But here's the poetic justice I want to talk about. How about a Cuban refugee who couldn't get to the big leagues until he was like 28 years old, hitting a home run off a dude named Castro? in the in the bottom of the 11th to walk that thing off so there's the, there's the real poetic justice that's that's the, the, that's the poetic justice i think so right i mean that's the real like i mean because the cardinals i don't think the cardinals even after after Adales garcia took off those first couple of years were like thinking about it really that that, that they were hurt by having him you know dfa and all that and you know i i Again, I I don't think the Cardinals franchise is, you know, I'm not hurting for them. I mean, no, even, well, as a, I mean even as a even as a part time fan, they're not know, hurting I'm not, like I'm not. They're not hurting for, for Randy
1: and Rosarina either. I mean, that, that's no, the, no. The funny part, uh, you know, I might be like,
0: hurting for them a little bit for Sandy Alcantara, but you know, at the end of the day, right. they did that to themselves. They were willing to give that up for Ozuna. You get what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, hey, hey one, I, one I, I don't know about you, but. We had a nice celebration in my house that consisted of just basically me jumping up and down, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, Rangers win. Well, I, I think the I Rangers called you at eleven in the most- o'clock
1: at night for the first time, like maybe ever. I don't know yeah. if I've ever called you at eleven o'clock at night before. No, no,
0: that's probably <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Um,
1: um I want to say one more thing. Uh, one of the things that we did that you kind of was taught that you talked about that that I felt like maybe. Uh, one more kind of tidbit that was just so just something that like again it, well you have the, you know how it is you' just so many moments have to lead up to have a, a game like this but the Leclerc the second inning that Leclerc pitched going out there and getting those two innings um we talked about this you even talked about the implications of this off the air that was humongous like yeah. it was huge like yeah you un- been-
0: Unbelievable. Have to waste, yeah, you didn't have to use any – you didn't really use any of the back part of your bullpen besides LeClerc. So, in a game today, you've got both Chapman and Spores on good rest. You've also got Stratton down there that, uh, you know, if you need to use him earlier in the game if something happens with Montgomery. But I think they like the idea of Dunning, Bradford, Gray, Perez. Those guys are going to help them in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, that that I thought that was really huge because, man, not having to use your entire bullpen uh, in the extra inning game, so that now you've got, uh, uh you know, one of your your uh, better, I guess you call it top line, uh, front front line uh, relief pitchers available in terms of uh, like you said, Chapman and um, Spores. Uh, is available. The fact that you didn't have to use those guys, the fact that Arizona did,
0: um, well, that, and that,
1: that could that, play big.
0: On top of that, I mean, Leclerc basically threw in two innings what he, what most pitchers would throw in one at twenty six innings. Um, none of them were stress pitches, so you got to imagine Leclerc will be available again tonight in the ninth, but he probably won't be available for more than one one inning.
1: Right, and hopefully – the good part is hopefully we don't have to use him. Um, One last quick thing just to kind of balance everything out just a little bit. Let's not forget this Arizona Diamondbacks team went down 2-zip to Philadelphia, and and even in that second game uh, they were left for dead uh, because they lost 10-zip in that game. So um, I think one thing we're not going to do is – and I can promise you the Rangers aren't going to do, and that is – and that is, you know, think. Oh man, we got this thing in the well, bag.
0: You can't, yeah, you can't rest on your laurels right here. You got to go out and you got to, you got to continue putting pressure on them. And uh, you know, Merrill Kelly is a good pitcher.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, so it's going to be another competitive game. I, I, I can't imagine there being too many blowouts in this series. But um, you know, with the Rangers, it, it, it's always possible just because of that um, incredible offense that they sport there but um, I got nothing else man super
0: yeah the last thing I got tonight we got a, uh, we got another game for for Saturday and it's a 703 start tonight for the the Rangers and Diamondbacks over at Globe Life and uh, you're gonna get uh, Merrill Kelly versus Jordan Montgomery and that's as good a pitching matchup as you can ask for in these playoffs and uh, you know I mean it's every bit as exciting for me as Zach Gallen and Nathan Ivaldi was last night and you know if you want to watch the game it's on Fox and if you want to listen you can listen to the uh fan over on 105.3 and listen to the great Hall of Fame Eric Nadel call the game if you get sick of uh old Smolsey blasting away on the Rangers but I feel like he might have kind of finally came around after the after the divisions and and conference series is where or the championship series is where they where they uh decided to uh take those series from the teams that he wanted to win so um you know that's all i got jordan montgomery merrill kelly you know merrill kelly's a good pitcher we've been talking about how good he is since may so
1: Mm -hmm. well um one more thing too maybe the reason smoltz is uh coming around on the rangers is because we are the farthest east uh team in this series now that's true (laughs) Maybe that has a little something to do with it. We're we're the East Coast rep now because we're right, well, further in Arizona. That
0: uh, Corpus Christi Bay, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, if you unless you got anything else, I'll go ahead and uh, sign us on out of here.
0: No, wrap us up, but don't forget to tell everybody about all our exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Actually, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. So. Don't forget to check out uh, Matt War Pro on December 1st. We're going to be out at Mountain uh, Martin House Brewing. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, A lot of great stuff's going to be happening at that. If you want to find more out about that show, uh, one of our normal shows, we, we go into depth in each one of those shows for that. So either stay tuned to the next episode or uh, listen to one of the last episodes and we'll get you a little more information about that. Don't forget to check out our subscriptions. Texas Down the Farm with the Boys where we cover all things, minor League. It's just $1.99 a month. Don't forget to check out social media, TX Rangers, WTB um, and you can find us on any of your social medias. Don't forget to check out our website Texas One word. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's get into this game 2 Let's go Rangers, take two at home. And let's go to Arizona with that 2-0 lead for the 300-pound animal. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.